Chapter 13, The Hindenburg Protocol. What's, uh, what's the Hindenburg Protocol, I asked while trying to follow the zigzagging string. Mark shook his head. It's the thing that's going to make sure you never make it out of here alive. Mark turned on one of the old TVs. The Hawaii level popped onto the screen. When you were jetpacking around this level, did you notice the detail everywhere? Not just all the trees, but all the different types of trees? 67 to be exact. 67 different types of trees, each with thousands of leaves that all do something different in the wind. And you notice that crickets, not just the sound of the crickets, but actual crickets and flies and mosquitoes zipping around? Do you know how hard it is to put that kind of detail into a video game? Uh, hard? Eric offered. It's impossible, Mark said. It's impossible to do that. Okay, so what? It's impossible because even if you've had enough time to code all of those different trees and bugs, you're creating infinite headaches for yourself. The more stuff you cram into a game, the more things can go wrong. Like glitches and errors, Eric said. Exactly. Every video game developer in the world is trying to make games that trick you into thinking they're the most complicated. Every developer except these guys. The full blast team has done the opposite because they built this. Mark tapped the gas mask on the wall and clicked a button on the TV. The TV showed the beginning of the Hawaii level again, but this time it zoomed in on a mosquito. The mosquito happily flew around looking for someone to annoy. We watched the mosquito in silence for a full minute, which in mosquito watching time is an eternity before Mark spoke up. Notice anything weird? Yeah, Eric said, we're watching a mosquito on TV instead of trying to beat the game. But then I saw something. Oh, wait, is it? It took a while to notice, but the mosquito was growing right in front of our eyes. It started slow, but as the seconds ticked by, it began growing faster and faster. Soon it was the size of a cat. After 10 more seconds, it reached human size. That's when the screen flashed blue and a figure appeared in the corner. Mark paused the video. Look familiar? It was our gas mask friend. That mosquito is a glitch in the game. I'm sure it started as a baby and the developers forgot to put a limit on how big it could get. This is something that a human would usually have to fix, but not here. The full blast developers built their own cleanup crew, these guys. They're special agents called Hindenburgs. Mark unpaused the video. Mr. Hindenburg, gas mask, scanned the mosquito with a laser thing and shot a net around a net out of his blaster. The mosquito got tangled in the net, but it quickly grew too big and snapped the rope. Now it was the size of a tank. In a flash, the Hindenburg also got as big as a tank and shot a metal net at the mosquito. This time it got tangled up for good. Mark paused the video game again. The genius of the Hindenburg is its ability to learn if it sees a mosquito getting bigger, it gets bigger too. When the mosquito snaps the net, it makes a metal one. It will do whatever it takes to destroy a glitch. With a Hindenburg protocol, you can create an ultimate game because you can build a world that builds itself. Any mistake gets zapped into oblivion and only perfection remains. Great, I said. So why is it trying to zap us? You're the glitch. Excuse me? Did you do something to break the game? No, we were just fighting like a boss. Both of you teamed up against a boss that only knows how to fight a single player. 
We shrugged. So you broke the game, and now Hindenburg is trying to make sure it never happens again. So what do we do? Eric asked. Mark smiled. I figured out how to ride those praying mantis things like a horse. They don't like it too much. But you escaped your gas mask guy, right? Mark sighed. I tried fighting him for years. But he's too fast, too strong, too smart. Every time I tried a new weapon on him, he'd dodge it. Then learn about it. Then create armor to protect himself from it. That's why I got so upset with you for shooting at your Hindenburg with the blaster, Jesse. Now we can never use a blaster on him again. I look down at the, at the ground. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just know that you only have one shot with these guys. Anyway, my Hindenburg eventually figured out that I'm trying to leave through level 20, so he's waiting for me there with thousands of aliens armored against every weapon in the game. I just don't get why would you put something like that in a game that sucks in real people, I asked. That's the thing, Mark replied. I've looked through this whole place and there is not one mention of reality mode. I don't think this game is supposed to suck people in. Then how are we here? Someone must have added it after the game was finished. Who? Mark shrugged. One more question, Eric said. What happens if the Hindenburg catches us? If he blasts us, we just go to the beginning of the level, right? Mark unpaused the mosquito video. The Hindenburg towed the tank-sized mosquito to the base of the Hawaiian volcano and pressed a small, smooth rock. The earth rumbled. The volcano sank into the ground and a giant pit appeared. The Hindenburg waited for all of the rumbling to stop, then rolled the mosquito over the edge into the pit. After 10 seconds or so, we heard the faraway thud of the mosquito hitting a metal bottom. Then the, f the level flashed blue again and everything went back to normal. That's the black box, Mark said. Even light cannot escape the black box. Chapter 14, High Noon, One Shot. According to Mark, that's all we had. The best way to make it count, he believed, would be to sneak up on the Hindenburg and use the most powerful weapons in the game at close range. We spent the next hour raiding the warehouse for all the coolest gadgets we could find. Heat-seeking grenades? Check. Holograms? Check. Double-barreled bazookas? Double-check. And everything conveniently fit into the handy-dandy tool belts that Mark found for us. Eventually, a plan formed. I would be the bait. Well, not me exactly, but a hologram of me. I'd be hiding in a safe place while we'd project my hologram into the open to act as bait. When the Hindenburg would strike, Eric would trigger a crate cage to trap him, and Mark would fly over with a jetpack to drop a giant bomb. Then we'd all swoop in and blast the cage with double bear of bazookas, just to make sure that we got him, and also because shooting double bearded bazookas sound awesome. The plan seemed foolproof. None of us would get within 20 yards of the Hindenburg, and we'd blow him up before we'd have time to figure out what was happening. But something seemed off. As Mark ran through the plan one more time, I shared my hesitation. Guys, do you think this is the best idea? I do, Mark said. I've given it a lot of thought over the years, and this is what I would do if I had to do it over again. I don't know, I said. Jesse just doesn't want to be the bait, Eric said. I glared at him. No, I just think it's okay, little worm, Eric said in an annoying baby voice. We'll make sure the big fish doesn't eat you, little worm. I turned to Mark. Am I allowed to shoot him? 
definitely not. Are we ready to go? Eric saluted. Aye, aye, Captain. I sighed. Let's go. We popped miniature radios into our ears so we could communicate from far away and hopped back into the tank. Mark drove through the underground shortcuts again until we reached the level where Mark thought our plan would work best. Hollywood. We emerged onto the set for what looked like a western, cleared out the enemies, and set our trap in front of the general store. It took a second to look at the ghost town, dirt road, and bright sun. It was a perfect place for a showdown. I took my position in front of a green screen to fill, fill my hologram. Mark found a perch on top of the saloon, and Eric finished the trap in the middle of the road. When everything was set, Eric went into hiding, and I flipped the switch to turn on the hologram. I didn't have to wait long for our friend to show up. When the sun reached its highest point in the sky, the Hindenburg appeared on the opposite side of the street. Showdown at high noon. I held up my fists. Well, one fist and one blaster arm. And nodded at him. He lowered his blaster at me and started walking closer. It was working. I danced in place, jabbing punches like a prize fighter. He started walking faster, then running. He was ten feet away. He leaped into the air and pulled his fist back to do some sort of flying punch thing. Just as his punch was about to hit the hologram, I yelled. No! Eric sprung the trap. Clank! A metal cage sprang out of the ground and trapped the Hindenburg. Instead of panicking, though, it calmly looked around for a few seconds before fixing its gaze on me. Not my hologram, but the actual building where I was filming. It slowly raised its four-fingered hand and waved bye-bye. Guys, I don't like this, I said. Mark was already in the air. We got him, he said over the radio. The Hindenburg continued staring in my direction. It was almost as if he was expecting this. That's when I figured it out. Abort mission, I screamed over the radio. He was expecting this. Mark kept flying. Mark, abort mission. He knows. The reflection. We had forgotten about the reflection. The first time we met the Hindenburg at the Statue of Liberty, we were able to escape because he got fooled by Eric's reflection in the metal wall. I've got him lined up, Mark said over the radio. But you don't fool the Hindenburg with the same trick twice. And though a hologram isn't exactly the same as a mere reflection, it's close enough for something as smart as a Hindenburg to figure it out. Mark, stop now. Mark dropped the bomb. The second before it landed, the Hindenburg disappeared, or rather the hologram of the Hindenburg disappeared. Boom! The ground shook. Even as the dust from the blast was rolling through the street, Eric ran out of his hiding spot with his double-barreled bazooka. No! I yelled. I ran out of hiding to protect my friend. I reached the street just in time to see the real Hindenburg sneak up behind Eric. Eric! Watch out! Eric looked at me with a puzzled look on his face. That was the last thing he did before blast! The Hindenburg vaporized him. No! Blast! In one smooth motion, the Hindenburg aimed into the air and vaporized Mark. Then he fixed his aim on me. Blast!